Are you ready? Yeah. I take a nap. Roll the intro. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a brand new episode of Bitcade. But joining me is not David. David is, uh, he has prior plans and had to go and do something, but don't worry. We're getting an episode out there. We'd, we've been on hiatus of Bitcade for a while, so we're going to get you an episode. Joining me is? Oh, me? Yeah. Oh, I'm Jameson. Yeah. You're not going to go by JMO like you did in your P- in PT3600 episode? That's a, that's a nickname for a different series. Oh, okay. All right. Go check out PT3600. This is going to be Jamal. Jam- Jam- wow. Jamal. All right. Let's see if you remember that by the end of the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, this episode, we are going to be talking about conventions. We're also going to be talking about DLC, and we're also going to talk about future of video games. <laughs> I thought you were going to make a fart sound. I was like, I didn't know what you were doing there. Um, so for audio listeners, you guys can also watch the video version of this video, this, this podcast. <laughs> That's what it is. Uh, and we only charge five bucks an episode. No, I'm not yet, but, <laughs> um, but we will, uh, we're going to do, we're going to do this episode and we're going to have a good time. Let's get, get her done. All right. So let's talk about conventions. Uh, you have been to two of them. Yes, I have. PAX West. Uh, I have been to PAX West as well, but I've gone to, let's see, 2012, 2013, 2015, 2016, 2017, and 2018. Six. Six PAXs. Um, I've been to PAX West 2016 and 2018. 17. Yeah. You didn't 17. go this year. Yeah. Yeah, I knew that. 16 and 17. Um, but yeah, I thought that, you know what, I, I don't get to talk about conventions uh, when David's here because he, he's not been to one. But you have. You mm-hmm. have been to some video game so I guess uh, we'll just talk about some of the some of the ones that we feel like are like moments that are great at PAX. So let's let's talk about your first time you went to PAX. Let's let's do that because um, so I guess it's mainly going to be about PAX. But hey, you know what? Whatever. We'll we'll kind of make it a broader thing that most video game conventions are going to have this anyway. Oh yeah. Um, but if you've ever gone to a PAX, you'll understand as well. So let's talk about your first PAX. What? How did that? How did that go about? Um. Well, I knew to bring a nose plug for the next one, for the one after that, because it was very stinky. Very, yeah. People have very horrible B.O. But then they gave out deodorant they did. the they, next year. Yeah, they, they didn't do it this year. Yeah. Uh, but th- that was kind of yeah, interesting. Yeah, my first year, they, they had a giant box with tiny little traveling Old Spice. It was swagger. It was Old Spice swagger. Mm. It, mm. People did not use it. It's not as bad. It's not bad. It was worse in 2012. I, I feel like it gets better throughout the year. Throughout the years of it. They should like just have showers there so that people can just like... Then people shower. wouldn't leave. <laughs> that's the, well, then they just don't serve food. Yeah, I guess that's true. See, the thing is is that they used to... Um, the packs used to be 24 hours. They did it for like a whole weekend. And uh, they wouldn't... It would be 24 hours and people wouldn't go home, so then it really stank. And so they uh, they stopped doing that, and then eventually that's why the convention hall closes at like 7, and then everyone has to go home. Yeah. You don't got to go home, but you got to get the heck out of here kind of thing. Um, but yeah, you know, 
uh, I think so. The thing about the first year you went, you only went two days. Yeah. Uh, so here's the thing about PAX. PAX traditionally is three days, except for PAX West. PAX West is four days. Um, and so since we are in Washington, we go to PAX West, uh, which is originally PAX Prime. I got to go the last year for PAX Prime, which was in 2012, and then they eventually changed it. Um, but it was, uh, I think it was 2012, maybe it's 2013. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it, it's, um, from kind of lost my point of what I was trying to say, cause I went and focused back on PAX, but the, uh, the thing about conventions is like, it's just kind of cool. Cause one of the mottos that, uh, PAX has is like, come play video games with the family, like you haven't met yet kind of thing and it's kind of cool because you know it is that environment of really anyone is approachable like whether they're at the booths or just in, in you're standing in line with some random person you're there for the same thing and yeah. like you're there to experience the video games that like you love so if you're standing in line for resident evil 2 like more than likely the person standing next to you wants to play resident evil so you probably have some sort of common interest in with uh you know that person it's kind of cool like we were um i don't know if we ever did this when you went uh but this year uh ashton and i when we were uh standing in line we played heads up and it was just him and i and then it kind of like spread you know that like disneyland like virus that happens yeah because when someone brings it out then other people start seeing and they're like oh it's that heads up game and then they start playing it um it's just a way to pass time because especially yeah. when you're like waiting in line, you yeah. can play your switch or whatever. I remember we did that while we were in the Destiny line and when we were waiting to get inside one morning with mm-hmm. Ashton. Yeah, I remember that. So let's uh let's you know let's talk let's talk with you, uh, Jameson. What is what are some if you were to give three highlights from the two years that you've been? Maybe, let, let's do it this way. I'll give three highlights and you give three highlights. Okay. Okay. So then you go one, I'll go one, you go one. Now, go for one. the people at home that don't know what PAX stands for, do you want to? You can say it if you know. Do you know it? It's like Penny Arcade Expo. Annual, yeah. Expo. The yeah. thing that doesn't make sense is that Expo starts with an E. Yeah, that's the abbreviation is X. Oh, it's mm-hmm. in every convention. Like anything that has Expo is usually an X. Like uh, PSX, like PlayStation Conference. Mm-hmm. But then they call it a conference. So it's weird. It just kind of makes it three letters kind of yeah. thing. So, um, but yeah. Do you want to go first or would you like me to go first? Do you need time? I've got one. Okay, go. Go ahead. Um, so in 2017, it was Ashton, Ryan, and I, and we were all at BYOC. And we were all gaming, having a fun time. And I had to go to the potty. Oh, you're going to tell it. Yeah. You, you have said this story before, but this does have to do with PAX, so I'll allow it. I'll uh I I went to the bathroom, and I was in the stall, minding my own business, and I hear this guy, probably about all the way down the bathroom, <laughs> and then he screams at the top of his lungs, no back talk. Yeah, that's definitely a good. And I came back to the I came back to BYOC, which is I, bring your own computer. Yeah. So that's at PAX, but anyway. And I told them about it, and that was that was probably a real, that was probably one of my favorite PAX memories. Yeah, because yeah, pretty funny. The thing is, is that kind of stuff just kind of puts an icing on the cake of 
the kind of comedy of and sense of humor that everyone at PAX has of like they are not afraid to be like a little bit extra. You know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about. And like and sometimes it gets a little too much, but sometimes <laughs> people know exactly what they're doing and uh it can be pretty funny. Um I think one of my favorite memories is I have no particular order of what my favorite memories are. Um, was when we went to the ending, the closing ceremony for the oh, first time. Yeah. I never, never got to do that before, and that was pretty cool. And uh, it was your first PAX. It was, um, it was in 2016, and uh, I think it was. Oh man, what was the Omegathon for that one? It was uh, Mar. It was Super Mario World. I think it was with on a Game Genie. I think it was like it wasn't Don- Donkey Kong was 2017. 2016 was the. I think it was Mario. Yeah, it was Mario something. Yeah, but. I think it was Super Mario three or something like that. But yeah. anyway, it was uh, it was pretty cool to see that for the first time because I I've gone to pre- previous PAXs, but just time and w- based on the people that I was with, they just didn't really want to do it, and so it's um, it was kind of cool to like finally get to go and see it, and uh, yeah, that was that was a cool yeah, memory. Yeah, you don't want to be there, and there's. That one guy that just wants to go sleep in a car or anything. You, yeah. you want to have it be a yeah. good, good time. Yeah, you want to try and get the fullest of what you can do. Yeah. And I think it was I think it was great. Like the fireworks, uh, not fireworks, <laughs> but the, the confetti that popped oh, out at yeah, the very yeah. end. And uh, the win. It makes you feel like something significant has really happened. You also get to see Mike and Jerry, uh, the creators of Penny Arcade. Those are funny. They are really funny. Um, their D&D is hilarious. If you get, ever get a chance... To uh, you get the time after this podcast, go check out the D and D that Penny Arcade plays. It goes back all the way to like 2009 or something, maybe even before that, because there was podcasts before it. But 2009, I think, is when they started doing the video, and uh, they started doing it at PAX, and it's hilarious. I've never been able to see it live, but I watch it usually. Uh, now I just watch it live streamed when it's on Twitch when it's happening because it's mm. usually pretty late. But anyway, uh, what's your other memory you want to talk about? Um. you need a little bit more time? The thing is, I wasn't really thinking. I was... Yeah, you were listening painting. to what yeah. I was saying. Yeah, that's fine. Um, there was a... I guess it doesn't really involve packs, but... Is it during packs? It was during packs. It was a place that we went to eat, but... What is that? I can't... Well, let's talk about that. Let's... Yeah, that's, that's kind of the thing. Here's some places that you can probably kind of eat at, too. Um, I remember it was us three, like you, me, and... Maybe it was Kai that was with us. Mm. Um, it was 2016. We walked down that one long stretch of road. I think it's Pike. I know. It was like kind of like a barbecue burger kind of place. Was that a... I want to say Johnny Rockets, but I know. Was that Shake Shack or something like I that? I think it was. Yeah. It was, yeah. Whatever it, it's called. It was like a guitar musical. Oh, thing. that's uh, that's Hard Rock Cafe. That's what, yeah. That place is. Okay. Was, All right. I mean, you know, to each other. I don't remember what I got, but I know. You got a burger, good. I think. I know it was a burger, but for some reason, I want to think it was like a sriracha kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, that was a pretty good place. Yeah. Food is uh, is. Kind of something you got to think about when, obviously, when you're at PAX, because you got to think about, or any convention, you have yeah. to think about, what are you going to eat? Sometimes the, the convention center provides food, yeah. which is, eh, okay. 
Uh, and then, but sometimes you can find some golden gems. Uh, Hard Rock Cafe is a pretty good one, but it's also pretty well known. Um, they, there was a few that we tried that pizza place that one time. Oh my uh, gosh. Romeo's. Shout out to Romeo's. I don't even care if they don't see this video. Shout out to Romeo's because Romeo's is amazingly good yeah. pizza. I'm not saying oh my gosh because of the rush. Yeah. I'm just saying oh my So gosh, that's going to be story. my second fate. My, my, look, we're talking about food. We'll go into food. There's a pizza place uh, in Seattle that they have, and uh, it's like it used. So it used to be kind of a little bit away from the convention center. They closed that down. Yeah, and they got a new building that's like a little bit, a little bit closer. Yeah, like, didn't you it's guys now, find that out the hard way? Yeah, we thought they closed down for good, but their Google thing hadn't updated because they just reopened for packs, and um, and yeah, we got to have it. They have this like. Uh, oh man, the pizza they had—it's like traditional Greek style pizza, which is interesting. Um, and they they had like a, a tomato, which I'm not a fan of having sol- solid like tomatoes on my pizza, but it was pretty darn good. Like they had cu- this like I like cubed tomatoes on my pizza. Mm, they had a they had like three different types of cheeses, and I think one of them was like a goat cheese, like a goat Greek cheese, huh. really creamy. Um, and then they had Community. that, um, they had meat that was sliced from a kebab and they put that on top of it too. Oh. And it was top. It was so freaking good. It, the crust is always cooked really well. It's by far a, my like go-to place now is Very Romeo's. Interesting. We gotta try that out. Yeah. For 2019. Do you have a, a third rem- I do. Okay. Go ahead. And this, th- wow. Uh, I'm, I was going to talk about the uh, Primal Target cards. Okay. The You're going to out us here? No, it's fine. I'm trying to remember. We didn't the name do it this cards. year. We didn't do it this year. I'm trying to remember the name of the cards. The, oh, the business cards? Yeah, the business cards. Okay. Um, one of the some of the funny moments. So, what we were doing. This was in 2017. Is that we were trying to spread the word of Primal Target yep. by sneaking business cards into people's <laughs> bags and this was ashton's idea but i add one of the funny funnier ones that i saw was that we were on the escalator and ashton saw a girl that had a big bag on her shoulder and he had it like like a ninja star and he just flicked it and it went into the bag <laughs> and then i think she ended up turning around and he just went yeah, yeah. There was there were some moments we got almost caught. There, uh, I'm I, not gonna count this as my third memory, but there was the um, when you and I were oh, at the, the Intel booth. Yeah, the Intel the and, Overwatch uh, stuff. Yeah, and this guy was yeah. standing next to Jameson, and so he had his bag open, and I was like, I was gonna just drop it down, but I was trying to play it way too cool, and I dropped it in there, and I as soon as he, because I was like. I look over to Jameson and I'm trying to play it off of like, hey, yeah, oh man, he didn't. Do, that's a, he did a good job as Roadhog, and the guy turns around as I'm dropping it in, and it goes in his bag, and I'm like this, and I look over to Jameson, I'm like, yeah, so it's a great <laughs> time. like, and then the guy just goes, and then he turns back around, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, wait, when about the Ash? Did you see him do it? Yeah, I saw him like that, flick it. She and was in really far she, away. She was probably a good Five like steps maybe. I the, thought he, she was probably about ten feet away from him yeah. when he flicked it in there. It was like pure chance with of, a space I don't know about how it that happened. big. Yeah, 
I don't know how he did it. But yeah, that that Intel one was pretty funny. Um yeah, my my third memory, my final memory I would like to highlight is the the first PAX I went to was it had its ups and its downs, um but it was also the one that was the first time the the only one that my dad went to. And uh that was pretty cool to like see him uh experience games of my time and then also they had um the arcade was it there's like a there's like a seattle show that focuses on just retro like arcade video games oh he and, probably liked that a lot. and so they had a room they bought out a room uh for pax 12 and uh he was in there for like hours he was playing like uh Dragon's Lair, he's playing, dra- yeah, I think that's what it was. And then, like, he's playing all these different, like, arcade games that he used to spend so much money on at the mall, but now it was all free play. So he was oh, just, man. like, playing them, yeah, and I would, I, yeah, I left and then came back and he was still playing those. And that was really cool to see, like, my dad experience the games that he grew up and loved. And uh, I don't know, that's part of the reason why I love video games so much is, uh, you know, keeping it into the, the topic of conventions it is that moment of this is you know this is what bring us brings us all together is the video games and you can be any race or creed you can be of any age you can be of any orientation and it it's just it brings us all together and we're gamers like we play video games together and uh you can just meet some really cool people that you might not ever see again um but you definitely can like experience this thing together and you always have memories of that one time and it only happens once like yeah pa- once pax is over it never happens like the same way again like every year has its like stories and set paths and whatnot and you don't even know what you're gonna do when you get there no um but uh yeah it, it's uh what, what's been maybe like a favorite game that you played there do you have a favorite game you played there um I'm trying to think of one too. I'm like, there's a couple. Did we play? Did all three of us play one? Uh, we did H1Z one. We did do that one. We did do when they were doing that King of the Hill. Yeah, there was another. Uh, um, I have it on my iPad, but I can't remember the name. There's a few games that we did that all together. The only one that I probably only liked was. Probably H1Z1, mm. mostly because on all the other games, I just got bad rolls, and I just... Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh... Because that's c- kind of crazy. It's like, you also will be playing video games that you probably will never play. Yeah. <laughs> but Cuphead was pretty fun. Cuphead was really fun. We got to play that together uh, last PAX. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, there's just been so many different games. A lot of indie titles are really mm-hmm. fun to play. Like, you'll you'll experience some games that had this weird unique i remember one year i think it was pax 2015 uh and kent and i played this turn-based basketball game oh yeah wow that was at the mega indie booth and it was like the weirdest thing i've ever seen a turn-based basketball game um so yeah there's just really unique unique games that you can play and i think that actually the first game that i've ever played at pax I think it was Minecraft VR. Hmm. Remember that in 2016? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that was the, probably the first was, game that I played it. That PAX. was the first time I used VR. Yeah, same. Was was uh, was at PAX. Um, 
luckily that was at the beginning of the day so the vr system's really clean <laughs> so i was glad that we yeah, did that um but yeah there's, there's there's some crazy stuff sometimes we get like the excess e3 stuff but it's still pretty cool because then it's like 300 dollars cheaper to go to pax than it is to go to e3 yeah. so um but who knows we, we might try to go to e3 one of these years i don't know it's in uh los angeles didn't one of you guys want to go to twitch con yeah, it was a while, uh, but now we're on Mixer, so we kind of oh, just okay. ditched them. But I, but how about this? We'll we'll end this conversation. We'll end this part off with what conventions? We'll we'll get to okay. What conventions would you like to go to? I'll start it off. I'll let you think about it. I think I would love to go to PAX Australia. PAX Australia, a it's in Australia, and B go to the outback. Yeah, it's just like. You get to do other stuff, too. Like, it's one of the other things. I know a lot of people will probably say that about Seattle as well, but there isn't very much stuff up here. Um, but, yeah, I think, uh, I think I'd think i want to go to PAX Australia. Just experience that, like, whole new co- culture as well as a video game convention. Because then it's, like, it's less intimidating. Like, you're going to an event that everyone's going to, like, love the same thing. Yeah. Plus, then you can, like, kind of venture out and do whatever you need to do. What about you, man? Honestly, I don't really know that many. Like, well, there's there's PAX East, there's PAX South, there's oh, R- we're only going talking about PAX. no, no, no. There's RTX, so there's uh, Minecon. Yeah, that, that, that's actually happening really soon. I dedicated whale. Yep, the dedicated whale. I think they now they don't do those. They don't do them in certain locations anymore. I think they do these like meetups now mm-hmm. and then they just stream whatever they're gonna do and then like yeah i don't really know if i have a there's e3 there's that'd be pretty cool to do you want to go to e3 that'd be pretty cool okay what is it about e3 that kind of stands out to you because everyone's pretty much talked to you about like all the what's the press conferences like yeah yeah so you'd you'd want to go to the press conferences well either yeah yeah see i think the best combination is you go to e3 you try to get into the press conferences, and then at PAX, you go and play them at PAX. That'd that's, be smart. I think that's the combination. That's also, right there. A, like, shit money, but, you know. Yeah, that is a lot of money. Um, I think the other convention, my second one, would be Gamescom, and that's in, for, I think, is it, no, is it Germany or France? I don't know. Now I can't even remember now. But anyway, Gamescom is, like, the European version of E3, but mm-hmm. open to the public, so it's like a combination of E3 and PAX and then multiplied by like five because <laughs> it's um I think last year they had like 3,500 oh people and then this year they opened it up to 5,000 people. I couldn't do or that. Or 500,000 people I or something crazy. It was some astronomical number. And now I'm pulling numbers out of my ass. So I, go no look them up. Be able to do that. There's some crazy number, but it's a big venue. That's the thing. It's like the biggest venue that one of the biggest venues that they have. So that's why, like, yeah. it's kind of an interesting thing. But anyway, what about you? You'd also get to experience, like, a European country. So. I've already been to Europe, though. Not to those places. They're not all the same. They're different countries. Yeah, but. All right. But anyway, do you got um, another one? There's I don't, RTX. I don't, I don't really know that many. There's cons. PSX. I don't know what that is. PSX is PlayStation's conference. Oh, screw PlayStation. Um, There's... Isn't there a Microsoft thing? There is not a Microsoft. Th- well, there there is one happening this year, uh, which is kind of interesting. It's called like XO18. XO is their thing. 
I don't know what the heck XO means. Well, kiss hug. Yep. It's the kiss hug hosted by Xbox. That's what it is. Thank you, Jameson. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's that. That's happened in Mexico City this year. Oh, that'd be cool. Uh, I don't know when. It, so you'd want to go to a Microsoft conference. Yeah. Okay. That'd be pretty cool. Like a Microsoft event. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they officially have one because they. It seems like they're trying to bring it back, mm-hmm. but. I'm not sure if this is actually something they're going to keep doing. It'd be cool if they do. Yeah. I don't know why they don't just call it Xbox Live. <laughs> like, But then again, I guess they would be stuck with Xbox. But then you've already named your stuff that, so why would you not call it Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of a third one. Um, I think there's one called uh, Tokyo Games Week. No, not Week. Tokyo... It's like a sh- it's like a game convention over in Tokyo, and I think that would be pretty cool, like to yeah, go to Japan, speak Japanese. You'd be surprised on what countries can try and fit together English. Europe, not, Europe has really good English. Yeah, because they teach it there. In so- well, also one of their countries is English, <laughs> but um, usually other countries are pretty uh, adaptive to like other co- other languages. Mm-hmm. It's just America. We we either have, we don't even have French, and like they're only north of us, not north of us, but they're there's French Canadians. We have French. What I'm saying is, is like usually our signs are in English or Spanish. There's no French option. When you go to like Poland, there was English, Polish, German, French. Like there were three different languages on one sign just to tell you where to go. Because I know my high school, we have German, we have Spanish. Yeah, I understand like they teach it to you. Yeah. But what I'm saying is is in natural like streets and whatnot, you get yeah. two languages and that's it. Yeah. At most. And sometimes they don't even get Spanish in there. Yeah. So, yeah. I agree. Um, do you have a third one? Or what would be like a dream one you would want to go to? Maybe there is one already existing. That's why I was. There's Rooster Teeth's conference with RTX. I that's don't watch in, Rooster Teeth though. That's in Austin. That's really hot. Austin TX. Um, there's D23. Didn't even talk about that. I don't know what that is. D23 is Disney's podcast. Or I not do podcast, it. Yeah. Uh, convention. Yeah. Yeah. That one actually. I think that'd be my sub fourth one as well. <laughs> um, yeah, that'd be a. That'd be, be pretty, pretty cool. cool. Yeah, D23. Who knows? It's in Anaheim, so we might try to... Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. We'll be there in a few months. Yeah, we'll see if... Uh, not, like, I don't know when uh, D23 is or when... But we, we might try to sneak down there. I don't know. Well, because I know um, there is a Disney Hall kind of thing that has a lot of the original, like, Disney things that Walt had worked on. But hmm. I'm getting off task now. But. Yeah. So if you guys want... Um, Let's to go to any of those conferences. Put in the comment section below which ones you think it would be cool for us to go to. And then also put ones that you want to go to or you just do that one. Uh, put in the comment section below which conferences you've been to and want to go to. And that will end that part. So we're moving on to the next topic. Next topic is DLC. Let's talk about DLC. This is your topic, so I'll let you kind of host this one. So what are we going to talk oh. about in this one? DLCs. Uh, what like specifically? I guess. Uh, or like what? What? What is it that you want to talk about that has 
specifically about DLC? Like our favorite ones or like the um, ones that suck? Or like what are we doing? We can talk about our favorite ones. Or like we can talk about like our favorite ones, like our top three favorite ones. I'll I'll let you take your first. Okay. Well my first one that pops in my head is Undead Nightmare. Which is Red Dead Redemption's Red Dead Redemption. Undead Nightmare, which was really really awesome DLC, because it added because eventually it got so much that they made it. A, <laughs> sorry, the we live we live next to a like like a motorcycle, motorcycle place. Quad place. Jeez, <laughs> who got this part? Okay, okay we're, we're back. back. <laughs> we. Like, literally, there's a motorcycle shop, like, ATV, motorcycle, like, do the whole nine yards. Anyway, um, Red Dead Redemption's Undead Nightmare was really awesome because it added this whole, like, they got crazy with it. Yeah. It was, like, you can ride, you can find all of the uh, horsemen's, like, the, like, Death's Horse and, like, uh, the, the Horsemen of the Apocalypse. Like, those horses were in the game. There was also a really boss horse that was like rainbow flame. Whoa. And it was like this blue and red flame. I don't even wow. know what it was, but it was that I had and it was really cool. Um That's dope. But the uh but yeah, there was like so much. There was more story. There was like missions. They added a whole bunch of stuff. And uh I love how Rockstar can just get crazy with their DLC. And yeah, they're still working on GTA. Yeah, that's like, pretty much. Yeah. Wow. Never came out with that single player DLC though, which is kind of a bummer. But hey, you know what? Whatever. Oh, for the Trevor thing. Yeah, that was yeah. the rumored thing, and then they were uh, there was a whole bunch of different stuff. But anyway, uh, Under Nightmare is probably uh, again. This is gonna be no particular order because they're just gonna come to me. But that was some awesome DLC. What about you, man? Um, a DLC that I've been playing a lot lately is probably Destiny 2's Forsaken. Mm-hmm. And you got a little Kate statue with it? Yes, I did. Yeah. Yes, I did. And a really sick ass emblem with Cade. Like you're actually wearing your Cade shirt. Oh wait, no, you're wearing your other uh, shirt. Aldrin. Oh well. Yeah. But Aldrin's the bad person. He is right? the bad guy. Okay. That's a he? Yes. In the trailer? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> um so, the thing about Destiny is what they do is that even they even did this in Destiny One, is that they'll have their vanilla, and then they'll have like a t- a few tiny DLCs. It's fine. And then they'll have a big DLC, which is probably even more of more space than the actual base game itself was. And that changes the whole game intensely. Like, how subclasses will work or just materials. It just changes everything in the game. So it kind of... The base game is kind of just like a test run. And then their big DLC is almost their final product so that they can know what people are wanting and what people don't want because they want to make a good game. So do they like make the first two DLCs already in mind? And then by the time that third DLC, which is usually the big one yeah, is 
already like, oh, the first team is already like they they now know what they want. The yeah. fr- like like A and B were already going to happen. And then yes. C wasn't even started until A and B were finished. And then everyone has said, oh, we want all this stuff. And then in C, they just drop all that. that that's about that's what, what happened do. with like Taken King, right? Um, Taken King was the big DLC last time. Yes. The thing is that I don't think... See, I can, in I Destiny don't, I don't want to say this because I don't know if it's right. But I don't know how many DLCs came out before the Taken King. I think it was. I know there was a lot after that. I think there was one, and then the Taken King. But I really don't know. I can't say anything about that. Mm. But Destiny One was the same thing. That it was the vanilla of the game, and for those people who don't know, vanilla is like just base, just what it was. Mm -hmm. And the Taken King was pretty much just a facelift. It just changed everything of the layout of the game. And I think Forsaken. They're getting there. I know they still have a ways to go, but they're getting there. But, um, yeah, they're slowly but surely they're getting there. Mm-hmm. I was trying to think of my second DLC thing. I just well, was, we can move on to our worst DLCs. A worst DLC. Because I've already oh, got Okay, one. I got one. I've got one. Uh, GTA is lost in the damned. Aww. I hated. Okay. Wh- what? No, okay. That's not a good... I, GTA 4 is Lost in the Dam was a stupid DLC. Because um, there were two DLCs that came out in GTA 4. There was Ballad of Gay Tony, which was great. Ballad of Gay Tony was great. I'm Gay Tony. Yeah. And uh, and then they brought him back. They yes, brought they did. Gay Tony back. This is how Rockstar knew everyone that played GTA 4 loved Gay Tony over Lost in the Damned. Was... They brought Gay Tony back, and Which he they've ma- never brought back a character and, from a past nope. game before. They they did bring back what's his face, the guy that was the main character in Lost in the Damned, and Trevor kills him in oh. the first twenty seconds of Trevor being oh, introduced. He's the, so when Trevor walks out and he starts stomping a mud hole into that one dude, yeah. that's the main character to Lost in the Damned. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, because they were like, because everyone says Lost in the Damned was not good, and mostly yeah. because. The the problem I had with it was is the main vehicle was uh, was a freaking motorcycle and sure motorcycles are great in GTA I love motorcycles but when it's the only vehicle that you're like in you're supposed to be riding you can like and especially in New York City where there's a lot of sharp turns yeah you can you crash and you fall off like half the damn time and it's just so I don't know that was part of the issue I had and it was just like the story wasn't amazing um like gay tony definitely seemed like a little more brought together yeah (laughs) thanks Uh, for turning it off yeah uh gay tony definitely seemed like a little bit better and uh and then they brought him back to be like a major role in the new gta yeah Yeah, in the new nightclub dlc which is awesome like they i like how they brought back a new character uh an old character and um uh yeah it it was just it was just interesting that they they brought back both the liberty city dlc characters Mm -hmm. but um yeah you know i think uh i think my (laughs) least favorite has got to be got to be that lost in the damn dlc um 
you might be seeing a theme like most of my DLCs are single player stuff, but anyway. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh my least favorite DLC. I'm probably gonna say Destiny 2's Curse of Osiris DLC. That's the th- second the one. First one. That's the first one. Okay. And for the people that have played it, you will completely understand why that is the worst DLC Bungie has ever created. It's just oh, even going back all the Halo DLC. Well, then again, no, I, I don't, okay. I don't I remember mean, a bad I mean Halo Destiny. DLC. I mean like yeah, Destiny okay. era. Okay, but it's just it wasn't. It was such a short story. So was Warmind, but Curse of Osiris is, was short and bad. <laughs> like Warmind, short and bad. Warmind was short and decent, mm-hmm. but. Like, Curse of Osiris, that DLC probably took me an hour and a half to beat. And there was just no, I I didn't feel accomplished when I beat it. And when you you finish a DLC and you don't even know that you finished it, that that tells you. That's that's how I feel when I play Destiny in general. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) No, I'm just joking. But, like. Destiny 2 had kind of an ending more than Destiny 1 did. Destiny One felt like I don't just, even think Destiny One really had an end. No, it it ends with the the Specter Ghost thing coming up to you and saying like you can have that gun now, and then she disappears, and oh, that's okay, it, and that's mind. the ending. Yeah, <laughs> that scout right was that a scout or was it a pulse? I, can't I don't remember. know. But okay, yeah, but that was it. That, that was pretty much the end. Uh, but yeah, Curse of Osiris just wasn't a good ending, and. The people I even play with today that love how there's that a new well not new because they had it in D one, but when you make a fresh character, you can just jump it to where you're at the Forsaken DLC. They didn't used to have that, and so people would actually have to play through the campaign, Curse of Osiris and Warmind, and the mm. Curse of Osiris people would be great. Now I have to play through that. No, nope, yeah. no one liked it, and Bungie knows that. Well, obviously do they do because like they that. they made this thing happen. They made it so you can skip it. Yeah. Well, they, well, they did that in D one too, though. So mm-hmm. Destiny one. Yeah, not day one. I'm just saying, like, because usually day one. Anyway, <laughs> but um, yeah, Curse of Osiris is definitely probably my least favorite DLC. Okay. Anything else you want to talk about DLC about? This is your topic. Whatever you want to do, whatever you want to talk about, we got it. We got like we got enough time to do whatever we want to do. Um, what was the last DLC that you have played? Hmm. Mine, mine's Forsaken. Okay, but I think the last. Well, I guess the last DLC that you've enjoyed. That you that you want more of. Oh man, I don't know. I'm trying to think of all the games I play. I play a lot of single player games. So when it comes to like, oh, the last DLC I bought was the World War. II, it was Call of Duty World War Two DLC, and that was the first okay. one that was released. This is not bad. First, and the, you want you want more of that. Um, so I know you're not I really, really a big know. Call of Duty person. Yeah, it, it, just more of just because uh, Call of Duty is kind of straight away, and they're they're going more towards the, they're probably going to be all multiplayer soon, uh, which is what they're doing in this this next yeah. one. So it's like, 
Um, Black Ops Four. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's kind of that point of. I would like to see more stuff come from it. Uh, it's kind of like GTA. Like yeah. I would love to see. That would probably be my game of like I want to see more of. Okay. I want to see more of GTA Five. Uh, okay. But with Red Dead Redemption coming out, I think we're gonna get that stuff in Red Dead. Like I think we're gonna, I, we give up on GTA, and that's what Rockstar said. There was a quote that was from uh, I think either Take Two or from Rockstar uh, CEO, and he said the only way that GTA Five is gonna go out is if we kill it. Like, I agree. That, with that's that. the only way that G- that uh, if Rockstar comes out and says we're done with GTA, keep playing it if you want. I think people would still play it. And the only way that they can do it is if they just went and shut the servers down. I agree with that. That's the yeah. only way that they can do it. They'd probably get a, ba- a lot it of backlash. It would be dumb if they did that because yeah. they'd lose a lot of money. But, uh, yeah, it's because it's a guaranteed cash right now. Yeah. Because um, GTA is still one of the most popular games to play online and on anything. Well, it's because I, I swear they add new things in GTA 5 online every other week. It's a, well, Every month you get an email. Yeah, they add new you get things a, You get Rockstar Propaganda. That game. Um, but so I think it's always new. I think what they're probably gonna do is, in this is my theory, is that they'll probably keep supporting GTA and support the online aspect of it. Yeah, and do the craziness and whatnot. But I think Red Dead will have the online, but they're not gonna like focus on it. It will be more of towards the we're going to add more story elements to it. We're going to give you DLC elements that are story. I feel like that's what they're probably going to do. Cause that's what they kind of did with uh, red dead redemption was it had online. A lot of people loved it. Yeah. Um, it. But it's not, that wasn't their focus. Their focus was the story. And that's why undead nightmare came and mm-hmm. we got more story. Uh, so are you and- saying your theory is more of if you want a campaign, Go to Red Dead, and if you want multiplayer, go to GTA. Is that I feel like I feel like that would is what Rockstar's probably gonna do. Okay, because it, it's just it's just they keep supporting GTA Five, and why not? You know, people yeah. buy shark cards all the time. It's probably one of the only games that actually has free DLCs. Yeah, that are and actually... that's I think part of the reason why. Well, a Rockstar really doesn't need to put out paid DLC. No, they don't. Um, they really they don't. could easily do yeah, it. They would. Um. But I think they're taking this approach of, like, we have fans. They are going to buy the game anyway. We've already made our money back. Why should we charge them to play the game? Because a lot of people, I remember when GTA Online was uh, still in the works, because it didn't come out on the launch. Yeah. Um, It was that thought of, like, oh, are we going to have to pay for, like, Rockstar's thing now? Like, are they going to charge us? Like, I remember that was a conversation of, like, is it is Rockstar going to – charge us money as well as do we have to pay Xbox Live and this Rockstar membership to play GT online. Like that's what a lot of people thought too. Mm-hmm. And then Rockstar was like, "Nope, we're going to have free DLC." And I think originally a lot of people were thinking like, "Oh, it's going to be free for a while because it was late." Yeah. But then they just kept it. They just kept doing it for free and you know, sure there are elements you got to buy the shark cards if you want well, to, but you if, can earn yeah, a lot of that. You really don't need to do yeah, it. Yeah, I've never bought a shark card and oh, I have I can't say that. Yeah, but, but I've never bought a shark card. I've done mainly just the story missions and Well, we do we we used to stream heists. Yeah, but I never often. bought anything because yeah. everyone kept telling me don't buy anything. We'll just drive you there. I was like, "All right, cool." So I freeloaded off of everybody <laughs> and like my yeah, so that was kind of my thing. But um 
Yeah, I think the the game I want to see more of is GTA Five, of its story. Uh, I'm fine with the DLCs and of the free updates and whatnot, but I would I don't mind tossing twenty dollars to see more of the of the three characters that we had. Okay. I think it's never gonna happen though. Um, and uh, but I think Red Dead Redemption is probably gonna bring it. So yeah, I'm definitely excited about it. Anyway, okay. So what it other than Destiny? What is a game that you wanted to see more of? Even if it was a game that didn't have DLC. Ooh. Or maybe had DLC and you wanted more of. Like it was See, there something I, I know this isn't gonna happen, but uh, it's not really DLC. It doesn't matter if it if it's not gonna happen. But I'd probably say no, nah, because they kinda hmm. I don't know. Just say what you're thinking. Well it's cause it's not a DLC, it was just campaign. It doesn't matter. So was mine. Oh. Well, I was going to say Gears of War 3. Okay. They did come out with DLC for it. Well. Like maps and whatnot. Yeah. They didn't ever come out with, like, story. That's what I mean. Okay. What would you want to see of, like, specifically with Gears of War 3? Well, it's because, like, what Gears of War 4 did was that they went, like, years down the future. But I mean, like, right after campaign. Mm -hmm. So... Mm -hmm. You want something to be like a longer three and story. Yeah, you want like a three point five. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Like, cause with following Marcus or like, well, Dom's dead. So. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, Gears of War. I didn't know 3, if you wanted like maybe like something else. Happen. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. Gears of War three, that's probably my favorite campaign mm. of all, all games. Hmm. Interesting. That's just my opinion. That's just no, no. That's, that's my fine. favorite. Campaign. I'm a Gears two guy, so. Gears 1 is also has something, but I feel like that's more of a nostalgia of why I like Gears 1, because I've tried to replay Gears 1. It's really good, yeah. but I've played it so many times that I feel numb to it now, so, but uh, Gears War 2 is my, probably my favorite, but you like Gears 3. That's well, because Gears 3, I was more emotional, too. Because you were because Dom. I was Dom. <laughs> yeah, you, were, always, you my, were my Dom, Yeah, and Ryan I was Marcus. And I, Ryan and I would always play Gears of War, and I was always Dom, mm-hmm. and so when he died... It hit me. I was, I was so <laughs> sad. I was like, no, that was my guy. That Did was my you get character. Zombie Dom in Gears 4? Oh, no. Okay. I think you had to pre-order. Yeah, that's right. You had I to got the, the edition, ulti- but yeah. you had to pre-order it, though. That was so I dumb. Didn't, I, didn't it's it. weird. I wonder if you can buy it now, now that it's been out for I such a long time. I haven't for a while. I, have I haven't z- either. I think I have Zombie People, but I don't have Zombie Dom. Mm-hmm. Zomdom. Makes me sad. Zomdom. All right. You want to... Call it on the DLC topic? Uh, yeah, I think we're... All right. We're well, good. ladies and gentlemen, leave in the comment section below what is your favorite DLC of all time or what is a game that you want more DLC of or didn't get DLC and you want that. So favorite DLCs in the comment section below. We're moving on to our third and final topic, which is future of games. <sighs> So this topic we we've talked about on pe- on previous uh, Bitcade episodes, like what consoles we want to see, and like in the next Xbox and the next PlayStation, and the uh, and obviously the current Nintendo console. Yeah. Um. But what I found out about it, and I never realized was when I was listening to I think it was kind of Funny's podcast, but uh, Jared Petty mentioned that I think it was him that uh. We're still living in like the first. We're, we haven't even hit 
a century of no. video games. We're yet. like just 52 years. Yeah. Well, gee, I wonder how you got that information. <laughs> um, but the the thing I wanted to uh, talk about, because yes, it has been 52 years. And we did the math. We're looking here on Wikipedia, and um, it says like the first gaming sort of thing started in the 19. Uh, like it's it says like 1950s to late 1960s like in I don't know what I'm going to go off of is when we specified when the first generation of video games started because right now we're I think I believe in the eighth generation of yeah. games that's the Xbox one the PS4 and the Nintendo Wii U are the eighth generation. Most Nintendo sk- is in the ninth generation already. Oh. Yeah, because they because the Wii U came out as the next generation of the Wii, which the Wii was with 360 yeah, and PS3. Yeah, Xbox One X, though. That's still Xbox One. That doesn't count. Mm-hmm. It has to be a new console to be called its own thing, because the Wii U okay. was a new console. That was not the Wii. You had to buy a whole new piece of hardware yeah. to get it. Anyway, uh, so... In 1972 is when they're classifying when the first generation, here on Wikipedia, when the first generation of video games are, which is crazy to think about, that we're still only 52 years into video games. So I wanted to talk about what do we think the next 52 years is going to look like? We're already in 4K and have VR systems. Like over there in the corner, we have a PSVR. So it's like... This is crazy. Well, when the you... people that have that created the first video game are still alive. You know that's so crazy as of 2018. <laughs> but like, it's so crazy to think about that. Like, you can't think about that with any other medium. You can't no. think about the same guy who made movies for the first time, the guy who painted a painting for the first time, the guy who wrote the first sonnet. Like, no one has the first thing anymore. But video games has the first like its thing of its media of its medium of its cultural phenomenon which is uh which is so crazy to think about and um so i guess i don't know i'll let you talk a little bit too uh what what do you what what is when you think about that first let's let's focus on this let's break this down how do you feel about you're still in the first 52 years and you've played video games actually before that you played video games in the first 50 years of video games well when when you first came to me about this topic, I immediately thought of Ready Player One. Oh, okay. Like just how, which we both saw together. Yeah, great just movie. Of how how virtual reality was so advanced that it just that's that's what life was for those people mm-hmm. was just video games. Yeah, people would go to jobs in their VR systems. They would go and do. They would work at plants to like. Make the VR system, yeah. and uh, yeah, it's pretty interesting. So, do you think that that's like the next? I step? feel well, definitely not the next step. Probably a few miles down the road. Oh, but I feel like it's definitely possible that that hundred, hundred and fifty years down the road, that that could definitely be a a thing. But see, here's the thing: is like if VR is now, and it's still it's. You know, it's still kind of in its infant stage. It's kind of more a little bit more mainstream now that like Facebook owns Oculus and PlayStation's put out their VR system. But um, 
Do you really think in 150 years that video games would be there? Because, like, think about it. In only in only a like 10 years, we got VR systems. Yeah, but you got to think all the stuff that they had. Though they had like these full body suits that they yeah, feel that, pain. So you feel you feel like that's the future of like that, you're gonna be in the video game. I think so. Okay, I think it could be. And that's 50 years from now. Do you think that, or do you uh, think a little anywhere bit from fifty to hundred, anywhere in between there? Definitely not within the next twenty years. Because think about it, this is your children playing video games. That's what that is. The next fifty years would be your children playing video games. So it's I'll kind of a weird, too. yeah, I know. It's kind of a weird scenario of like, where do you feel that? So let me let me break it down. I'll be a sixty-six year old man playing video games. Yeah, catch me doing it. Um, I'm just going to read the Wikipedia thing of when they feel like generations are, uh, are a thing. So they classify the first generation from 1972 to 1980. Second generation is 1976 to 1992. Third generation is 83 to 03. Fourth generation is 87 to 04. Because I feel like the 03 thing is, um... And the reason why 83 happened is because I think Nintendo also screwed that one up, too. Because they kept... Nintendo seems to, like, throw loops and make the generations weird. But I can go more in-depth. I can if you want me to. Um, But fifth generation is 93 to 05. Sixth generation is 98 to 2013. Uh, Seventh generation is 05 to 2017. And the eighth generation started in 2011 and ongoing because, like I said... The Wii U kicked it off in 2011. Yeah. And then in 2015 is when the Xbox One and PS4 started showing up. So, yeah. Yeah, they have the generations all broken down right here. Oh, I like to switch at home. Oh, well. But they have, like, um, geez. First generation, the Odyssey was is considered wow. the, the first video game console. And then uh, second generation. I'll just read, like, the big names. Uh, second generation contains the Atari 2600, um, the Intellivision, ColecoVision, and Atari 5200. So some pretty big top dogs yeah. in, the, in the second generation here. Um, then they talked about so there's some brief Nintendo 64. Um, well, not yet. We haven't gotten there yet. Um, third generation, we have the Famicom slash NES. Uh, we also have the Master System, uh, Mark III, and we have the Atari 7800. And then if we go down to the fourth generation, we got some. Oh, we have the we have the Turbo Graphics. We have Neo Geo. I love some of these old like yeah. video game names. Like Neo Geo sounds awesome. Um, just the names of some of them are pretty creative. Uh, we have the the Genesis. We have the Super Famicom and the Super NES. Um, and then we have the Sega CD slash uh, Mega CD. And we have the Neo Geo CD. So we started getting into CDs over there. Then handhelds started to dip their toe into that generation with the Game Boy and the Game Gear. Do you remember playing my Game Gear? It was that big, like, Game Boy Advance-looking one. I remember your Game Boy Color. Yeah. but You did have one of those, too. Um, the fifth generation. This is one. Yep, this is where we got the PlayStation. We got the Sega Saturn. We also got the Nintendo 64, and we got the Apple Pippin. Woo! Yeah, rest in peace. 42,000 <laughs> units, which is more than I thought even that was going to happen. 
Um, there's also the Atari Jaguar. There's a lot of... By the way, go check out this Wikipedia page. It looks pretty in-depth of like... They have when it was released in Japan, when it was released in North America, when it, how many units were sold, when it was released in Europe, like all these different things. So it's it's pretty cool. Um, we also got in the handheld, we got the Virtual Boy, which was VR back then, um, and it's like this like laser red. It, it like made people get headaches because it was all you were looking at was red on black, <laughs> and it would just give you makes sense. Um, I'd give headaches. And then there was the Game Boy Pocket, and then there was the Game oh, Boy. Oh, that was the little, the little rectangle in the Game Boy Pocket, right? Uh, no, I don't think that one. What came was the, yet. what was the square? Maybe that one was. Maybe that one was it. Uh, then there was the Game Boy Color. Uh, then the Game Boy Light, and the uh, let's see here, Neo Geo Pocket, which I never even heard that. And Wonder Swan, what? And the Wonder Swan Color. And then we jumped into the sixth generation, which was the Dreamcast, the PlayStation 2, GameCube, and Xbox, which is the start of when we are getting into this whole Console. modern like consoles as we know it kind of thing. Um, Sega lasted in there with that Dreamcast for a little while, and then it just kind of didn't work out. But we also got the Game Boy Advance, which was the I had a Game Boy Advance, and the N-Gage. Oh, boy. Uh, seventh generation was the one that you jumped into, which was the Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, and the Nintendo Wii. Well, my Wii. first console was your PS2. Oh, that's right. That's right. So you jumped in during the uh, sixth generation. I jumped in in sixth generation as well. Actually, no. We skipped the Nintendo 64, didn't we? Yeah, right here. It's in The, the Nintendo 64 is in the fifth generation. Maybe I did read it off. Um, yeah, because I went PlayStation, Nintendo 64, and Apple Pippin. And I did play your color a lot, so... That's true. I jump in pretty That's early. true. I would say I, I jumped in in fifth generation, um, and then you kind of followed that. But uh, then after, so during that uh, seventh generation, we also got the Nintendo DS and the PlayStation Portable, aka the PSP. Um, Wait, you skipped one. Did I? Yeah, you didn't say that one. Yeah, I did. Three sixty PS three and Wii. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was the sixth, seventh generation. And then we jumped into the eighth generation, which is the Wii U, PlayStation 4, Xbox One. Oh, they marked down the Nintendo Switch a part of the seventh generation, which is interesting. Because um, I would almost classify that as the ninth generation. Uh, but then also they're including the Nintendo 3DS and the PlayStation Vita as the handheld consoles of that era. Really? Um, but that's pretty much it. So I would say technically we're in the ninth generation um, just because of the Switch. But w this Wikipedia page is actually classifying it as a part of the eighth, eighth so. generation. Generation. But that's quite a jump. That's 52 years of video games right there. And that's that's a lot of technological advances right there. Do like we went from cartridge to CD-ROMs to Blu-rays and then to digital and like... You know, it's speaking of digital, do you think we will ever have a holographic type game? Hmm. Like a hologram -y type I think deal. 52 years from now, yes. Okay. I think we would. All right. I think we would go to an arcade and that would be there. I don't know if it'll be home console though, because that seems like a lot of hardware. But then again, I didn't think VR was going to be possible when I was playing my PS2. So, hey, you know what? Who knows? Somebody uh, will do it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's just kind of weird thinking about we're still living in the... Uh, like, if you look at history, technically, we're still at the beginning 
We're still in the beginning. We we have not hit video games to be a hundred years old. Yeah, we're just barely half a century. Yeah, so it's like, um, it's kind of crazy how there's so much movement and technology is so it's pushing its advancements in in gaming. We didn't even talk about PCs, but this is just the video games in in your home like on the console. Um, I guess we did mention the turbo graphics or whatever. Yeah. But uh, the 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 thing is, is like, you know, people were freaking out about the whole digital thing when Xbox announced that we were gonna do digital stuff. We won't even need a disc drive, and then everyone's like freaked out about it. But now everyone buys their stuff digitally. Yeah. So I, I like to. So it's like there's this whole thing that we didn't even think was possible. Like when you were playing online with your PlayStation Two, which I never did. But when you were playing online with your PlayStation 2, you would have never thought that a couple years later we're going to get the Xbox 360 and it would change online gaming, even though Xbox did have Xbox Live. But yeah, Xbox 360 changed it and put it into what it is now, into making it like it's a paid service. You can get, like, you can play games from across the world, like... It it definitely made video games what it is, and it's part of the reason with like Halo. Halo definitely changed the whole because stepping back to the Xbox, and you definitely meet some interesting people online. There's definitely interesting people, yeah. just they're weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got those weird people. Um, funny people, but weird people. So let l- you know they've they've heard me talk for a little while. So I want to I want to talk with you. What are some? Uh, what are some? If you were to highlight some of these gener, let, let's go back in time to when y- you feel like you have it. So in the eighth generation, which is our current one, um, we have the Wii U, PS4, Xbox One, and again for this Wikipedia's sake, Nintendo Switch. Are there any iconic games that you've been playing this generation that are uh, that stand out to you, like video games or consoles? Uh, either or, I guess. Um. Well, PS2 is like my first. Like, oh, are oh are you? Oh, do you want to go? Do you want to go forward in time? Because we can I'll, go I'll forward in time. I didn't know where you wanted me to start. Let's go forward in time. Okay. Uh. So we didn't we didn't jump in until. Um. That's this one. This is when I jumped in. So we'll 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 go here first. So the fifth generation, you played it a little bit of the '64, right? We did the other day, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have my uh, my Pikachu edition sixty four. Um, we so you you actually got to play Goldeneye for the first time. Oh how that how that feel for you? Well, the table isn't broken, so that's true. Yeah, it it's definitely it is the game changer though. It Blitz is the first fun. Blitz, NFL Blitz is pretty fun. Blitz is probably fun. Yeah, there is a there is a let's play not with him and I, but. Uh, with uh, Josh and I, and he destroyed me on blitz. Yeah, he scored a hundred and like some odd points, and I Dang. scored sixty some odd points. Oh wow! Yeah, it goes pretty fast. We also played six minute quarters. Oh so, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, NFL blitz is really good. Uh, Pokemon Stadium mm-hmm. was also one I played a lot. Uh, hey, you Pikachu, which I might have to go and like look up to try and find again. Um. My dad had a PlayStation, and my dad has not this Sega. He had a PlayStation as well, but mm-hmm. I I never played it. So I was gonna say, going back to the NES, uh, Donkey Kong, that game was the oh. shiz. 
Oh, because you played the NES Classic. Yeah. So you got to play a little bit of that. We actually did a whole Let's Play of the NES Classic. Galaga. I love Galaga. That is definitely a good one. Uh, yeah. If you guys want to see both of us play the NES Classic, that is on on the YouTube e channel. One. So. Yeah. Wow, spoilers. <laughs> Go see what else the games we play, though. <laughs> um, but you like, the, you like the NES? You like how oh, it feels? Oh, yeah. I, I love the old games. Because, I mean, Kong. you practically... It's pretty much the NES. You played on the controller. Or we yeah. played it on... The only thing was you didn't play it on CRT TV. So... Yeah, I played on a monitor. Yeah. So it's like... Um, I had to hear the brrrr from the TV. That's true. That's true, true. Uh, that was the previous generation. Or actually, that was two generations before this. We're, we're skipping around here. Um, but we also had... Uh, let's see here. Actually, I didn't have any of these ones. Yeah, I can't talk about any of those. Um, so the sixth generation... Sixth generation was a little light. It had the Dreamcast, PlayStation 2, GameCube, and Xbox. Um, I had a PS2. Uh, I was a PlayStation kid when my... Jeez. It says there were 155 million units sold. And Xbox had 24 million. Dang, rip Xbox. And GameCube had 21. <laughs> little, Almost 22 million. And Dreamcast had 9 million reps in peace. I don't even know what that was. That's the Sega Dreamcast. That was Sega's last console, I think. Uh, um, we'll, we'll find out. Um, but you had a PlayStation 2 as well? Because you had my old PlayStation 2. Yeah, I think you went over to Xbox and I took your PlayStation. I actually bought a Wii. Oh! That was that was when I was trying to get a whole bunch of money to buy the Nintendo fun. Wii. I loved the Wii. Uh, Wii Sports. But uh, what are some PlayStation 2 games you really liked? Um, Driver. Driver is a good one. Cars. Yeah. That Cars was a good game. <laughs> cars? Hey. The Pixar Cars yeah. game? Yeah. Okay. I had a little uh, Cars controller. Oh, you huh. did. You had a Lightning yeah. McQueen Cars controller. Yeah. It I was loved really cars. plastic, but it was you, yeah, definitely. I loved it. Cars. We still have it. It's yeah. over there in the library. Um, there was some... Mortal Kombat. That was my dad really liked that one. Mortal Kombat's great. There was another horror game that uh, the suffering me shitless. The suffering. I yeah. still haven't played that game. Oh. We might have to do a let's play for that. Oh my god. Well, it's now. It's probably not going to be a scary. I don't know. That game. There's some that old game, scary games that still scare was, me. That game was hella scary. Um, we got Yeah, that's a good idea. We got to do a let's play on that. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, I think that's all. I didn't have a GameCube or an Xbox. Uh, always heard about Xbox. Jared had an Xbox. I know Hayden had a GameCube. That's weird. <laughs> we all had three different consoles. Uh, and then in the handheld market, we had the Game Boy Advance. Um, I guess we skipped the Game Boy Color up there. But anyway, so we'll throw that in this uh, top this conversation as well. So you had a Game Boy? I had a Game Boy as I well. I don't remember having one for my own. I thought it was yours. No, though. it was mine. It My dad had a Game Boy as well. And he didn't use it anymore because he eventually got a Game Boy Advance SP. That's what I remember. And so I had two Game Boys, and I let him have one, and I had one because I wanted to play Pokemon with somebody. And uh, you never really got into Pokemon because you were still too young no, to understand I was always, what was I was, happening. I was so. always playing that SpongeBob game. Yes. That SpongeBob game was pretty fun. It was really hard, though. It was really hard, but it was really fun. Um, I had the Game Boy Advance, and uh, I mean, it's pretty much just a Game Boy. Yeah. 81 million units, God. almost 82 million units of the Game Boy Advance, which is pretty crazy when you think about it. That's a lot of Game Boys. Uh, and then we jump into the Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, and Wii. Um, Wii Wii. I have 
two of the three consoles. I owned all three of these consoles at some point in time. You got to get the Wii back. I have debated about it. I, w- I, I want Wii Sports. That one was interesting. Uh, Wii Sports one. definitely sold the Wii. It did. It's it's very like because anyone could play it. I know. I really loved that tank game. Do you remember what it was? That was on Wii Play. That was a very fun game. Uh, and that required the nunchuck, which is why it came with like another controller and a nunchuck. Yeah. Um, but the 360 was your first console, right? That was one you owned. Yeah, I remember. No one it. else owned it before you. You owned it, right? No. Because I remember you always had me trying to play Halo. Yeah, but the 360, that was your first, like, it wasn't a second-hand console, right? Like a hand-me-down? Yeah. Yeah, the 360 yeah. was my officially my first console. Yeah. I played a lot of Call of Duty, a lot of zombies. Mm. It's crazy. When you look at here, the units sold, Xbox... Even though more people talked about the Xbox, more people bought an Xbox or a PlayStation 3. Oh, geez. By like so, 15 million? Yeah. It's like uh, Xbox 360 sold 84 million. And I'm not going to say the other numbers. It's uh, about almost 85 million. Oh, I thought that's and PlayStation 3 almost sold 86 million. Jeez, and, um, and the Wii sold 101 million almost 102 million units i can't even see that which is crazy i can it's very blurry but i can see it um but yeah it's it's kind of insane to think about like consoles started getting in the millions the farther we're going into it um but yeah i i xbox 360 was probably the i did i i would say xbox 360 was the point when i became a gamer yes because i owned the other consoles and i played them i was a video game player, but I didn't become a gamer until like diving in, watching the let's play. Like YouTube also became kind of a big deal in uh, around 2005. Well, yeah, because I think YouTube became, became a thing in 2005. Yeah. Um, but it was also like I didn't get into 360 until I think 2007. Um, but I was I immediately started loving the fact that I could play with. Other my people. friends like you can you had those conversations at school about dude that was so crazy last night at call of duty world world at war like zombies was a really intense thing to always talk about and there was like there was so much other stuff that you could talk about and um yeah i loved it i loved my xbox 360 yeah right. i still have mine yeah i uh i don't have my original one i eventually had to sell my uh, uh, elite because the tray was starting to act up, yeah. so I I went into GameStop. I don't have my original. <laughs> I do still have a three sixty. Yeah, I went into GameStop and then traded it in. Just oh wait, it you don't almost have that, broke. You don't have that Gears of War. One? No, no, no. I had an elite. That was my that was my Xbox. Oh, and then I, I, I did have. Then I traded it in for a PS three, and got the blue PS three, and I played that for a while. And then I was like, man, I really want my three sixty back. <laughs> And then I went and bought Diablo and stuff like that. Yeah, and then I went and bought the 360 again, and I had the Gears of War one, which I think is uh, a nice thing to have now in my collection. Well, I like to add it into my collection because not only is it the console that got me into video games, but it is the video game that got me into video games. Like, Gears of War made me that, like, oh, man, like, video games are more than just playing it and sitting down and playing it for a while yeah like the story is just amazing so um but we're, let's move on here
The Nintendo DS and the PlayStation Portable. I had both of these I as well. I loved the DS. You had a DS Lite, though, right? You didn't have the original DS. The big fat gray thing. The clam. You had a DS Lite. Did yours light up in the back? Or did it light in the front? What did your DS look like, James? <laughs> it, was like, it was like the rectangle. Okay, so you had a DS Lite. Because the... It's pretty obvious when you have an original DS because it's like this big fat thing. It's like a clam. It looks like it's from the early 2000s. Oh, wait, wait, okay. I know what you're talking about. Okay, yeah. I, I had, had one DS of those. Light. I had a DS Lite. Yeah, I had one of those and I broke it. I snapped it in half because I played Ghosts and Goblins. If you've ever played that game, you know how rage-inducing it is. Um, you but actually broke it in half? I snapped it in half like it was nothing. It was already broken because those hinges were stupidly put on. and But you could still play it because it wasn't like broken, broken yet. And then there's, like, just one little part. As long as you don't break that part, then the DS still works. But I got so mad, I slammed it down onto my bed, and it snapped it in What did mom say when he did that? I lied about it. And then I eventually had to tell the truth because uh, I said it fell off my bunk bed. And then it almost played out like a uh, <laughs> like a movie where they're like, well, I'm glad you told us the truth. <laughs> like, and I was like, all right. <laughs> I had to like come clean. Wait, what did, what did she I say had a feeling you... they ha- they knew because they were not really that mad about it. They were disappointed that I broke it. and But yeah, they were, it was just something. <laughs> they weren't as mad as I thought they were going to be. Uh, I eventually did get a DS Lite. And, uh, I remember we, we played Pokemon a lot on it. Yep. Uh, I also had a PSP, which I think that was my main go-to. Like, I didn't really play... Because PSP was like where you could play real games, and then Nintendo DS was like you could play Nintendo games and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I I played a lot of the PSP. Played Madden on the PSP. Played WWE SmackDown vs Raw, 2006 on the PSP, which was awesome. It was just really cool. The PSP was a great console. Sold 82 million units, while the Nintendo DS sold 154 million units. That's including the DS Lite, though. So I, I, I call bullshit on that. Um, and then the Wii U, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch, which is where our current stuff is. Uh, never owned a Wii U. Oh, we didn't even, we kind of talked about the Wii U a little bit earlier, though. Yeah. Um, but I never er, er, uh, earned, never bought a Wii U. We, I have a PS4, I have an Xbox One, and I have a Nintendo Switch. You have an Xbox One and a Nintendo Switch. Yeah. How are you liking both of those? How do you feel about this generation compared to the others? Um, what was that? It stinks over here. What? It stinks over here. Okay. Do you yeah. want to make that known to them? No. Uh, what, <laughs> it's what, already there now. What was the question? What do you feel about this generation compared to the last generation? Oh, I like it. It's more um, graphic, I guess. Like, more graphic? Like... More detailed, more... You can tell that the developers have spent more time in their new generation games rather than the old generation. Like, do you feel like they... So you feel like they're they're not pressured into coming out with a game constantly. They can easily just go, hey, you know what? We could take a break. People are going to buy our game. Or do you feel like... Because, like, to me, I feel like the reason why it looks better is because these consoles are more powerful, so it allows the developer to kind of go beyond because the problem is yeah. is what pc gamers have with us is pc master race is what they always say mm-hmm. because they can build a way better console yeah so so it's kind of like 
now that consoles are starting to compete with the PC a little bit more, man, I am having a trouble. I definitely love the new generation consoles compared to the last generation. Okay. So you like your Xbox One more than your 360? Yes. Okay. Is it? More me- Yeah. Now, not thinking about the games, what is it about the one that you like about more than the 360? It looks better. Oh, okay. You like the more sleeker, flatter... Well, now you I would say black version, but you have a white Xbox One. Yeah, I still have my original Xbox One. Yeah. I've never had to replace it. I never replaced mine. Mine's, still, mine's at my dad's, though. I just bought an Xbox One X because I got the Scorpio edition, so yeah. I wanted that. Um, mine was the Halo Master Chief Collection. The limited run white edition. Uh and then what about your Nintendo Switch? How are you feeling about that? You've you've um, had it for a couple yeah. months now. You've yeah. had it since your your birthday. Mm-hmm. So I've had it for about two two months. Two yeah. And a half. How are you feeling? You're a new Switch owner. Um, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. More than a, the Wii. It's a pretty fun console. Mmm. 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 That stumped you a little bit. You need time to think about that. I had it. I had my Switch since uh, pretty close to launch, and. Uh, I, I love it. I love playing it, when, but I play it as my portable. I use it as my portable device. I don't use it as a home console. I use my Xbox One or my PS4 as my home console. My Switch is my... I'm at PAX. I'm at Disneyland. I'm on an airplane. Like That's my console. That's what I look at it as. What are you, what are you struggling over there with? I'm just thinking about the Switch and the Wii. Mm-hmm. So what is it about the Wii that you like so much? That it's more active. Oh, you liked the fact of standing up, huh? Yeah. You never owned it, so there was that too. Like, because for me, you did play my Wii. I played your Wii a lot. Yeah, but the the problem was <laughs> is when I when I was standing, and anytime I wanted to play the Wii, which is part of the reason why I bought a 360, was like, Man, but I gotta stand up and play this thing. <laughs> like, yeah, I, gotta, you also I can't had... sit. Down. I eventually learned how to sit down and play the game. Yeah, but, but it's you also like... had like a really small room, and it was really hard to that's, do stuff. That's true. But it's like you know, it wasn't designed to be in like some person's bedroom. It was designed to be in like a living room. Yeah, and I think that was the problem with it. So like, I feel like a Wii is more of a family console, and a Switch is more of like a personal console. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. So that's my opinion on it. They're both, they're both good consoles. Yeah. Um, so what are you thinking about your Switch so far, though? How do you how do you look at it as? Because like I was saying, I like to travel with it a little bit. Oh, more. yeah. I, t- I took mine to Disneyland mm-hmm. when I got food poisoning. Mm, that's for a different time. But like yeah. the uh, but you the Nintendo Switch, though, you've you've been playing. What, what games do you have for it? Uh, I've been playing a lot of Paladins. Oh, okay. Um, Fortnite every... Here and there. Uh, been playing Mario Kart 8. Bought Minecraft recently. Yeah, that's true. That was, uh, it's crazy how Minecraft and Microsoft, like Microsoft and Nintendo, like worked with each other on this game so much that like there are settings in the game that you can switch it so that yes. in your brain you can switch it to the same controls as what it would be on the Xbox. It helps. The so the letters won't be the same, but the button but the button layout will be the same. Yeah. But I've played the Switch so much that I actually can't play Minecraft in Xbox mode. I have to play it in the Switch mode. Because wow. like to me, when I'm playing on the Switch, that's what my brain is telling me. I'm on the Switch, so these are the buttons. 
Yeah, I agree. So that's how I look at it now. But it is cool that the setting is there. Yeah. It's cool that the, that exists. So, uh, And then the, rounding it off is these handhelds with the Nintendo 3DS and the PlayStation Vita, um, which I have both of those. You have a 3DS as well. Yes, I do. Um, once I ended up getting my Switch, I kind of... It kind of sits there now. Yeah. Same with mine. Mine is sitting there, just kind of rotting in its own I'm way. not going to get rid of it because it was a limited thing, but... Yeah. My Vita, I have my Vita still. I can't believe you got rid of your white one. I don't know if you do that. Yeah, but then I started thinking about it. Now I'm kind of okay with it because all my consoles are black. Uh, so see, I'm kind of, kind of okay with that. Yeah, see, that that would be a thing. You, you I know. like how the white... Other than the Xbox 360, I think all consoles look better white. Well, to me, they just stick out. They kind of don't fit on an entertainment system well. Like, when you go over there and look at all my game consoles... Like the yeah, things that okay. stick out are the 360 because it's red and black, and the in the Nintendo 64 because it's the Pikachu. Mm-hmm. One. Everything else is all black, so it, like they all kind of fit together. They all kind of look like they kind of go together. Yeah, as opposed to, you know, you get a white console that just sticks there. I'm Dude. not saying white the white consoles are bad because obviously the 360 was white at originally, and like all these other. Did consoles they ever have the a, a black Wii? They did eventually, I thought later was, down the road. Yeah. Um, but so there is a black Wii, and I think it has internal memory, if I remember. Or I might be remembering the Wii U, because there is a black Wii U, because it was a Mario. There was a Mario bundle with it. Yeah, Kent has the black Wii U, which is pretty cool. I gotta say, the black Wii U, that sleek black, it's pretty cool. But yeah, I don't think I've actually ever seen a white Wii U. Don't think I really have. No. Yeah, because you only saw Kent, so yeah, they're normally white. Yeah, I've never seen a white one. Anything else you want to talk about consoles past or future or whatever? We kind of like went all around. I guess it's just it's kind of the history of games is what yeah. it should be. But I don't like, really know if I have anything else to really say. Yeah, it's a it's just kind of something to think about. You know, kind of talk with your friends about it too. I think we'll kind of wrap it up here. Yeah, uh, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you put in the comment section below uh, of this part what. Maybe you think video games are going to look like in the future, or maybe take a you know what what's been your favorite video game console or anything anything that had to do with video games. Obviously, you're watching this podcast, so. Um, but if you've made it to the end of part three, or you've made it to the end of the full version, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to be Bitcade, and it is uh that's it that's it Jameson you've made it you've officially made it through your Jamal uh oh I'm sorry oh Jamal. you did re- you did remember it um you made it through your first episode of Bitcade how do you feel you like it you like doing it um I had to take it in bits ah. anyway ladies and gentlemen that is gonna be it if you guys want to watch more make sure you definitely hit the subscribe button also make sure you definitely tap the bell button and get notifications uh, when videos get uploaded. If you are watching the video version, guess what? There are audio versions of our podcast over on iTunes and on uh, Podbean for Android listeners. Uh, you can watch the full videos if you want to uh, right here on YouTube. And um, that's going to be it. Just search Primal Target on everything. And we'll probably be there. Links in the description below for all of our social media. Uh, my name is Ryan. Joining me was Jamal. And we'll see you guys in the next Bye. episode. Is that the Casey Neistat wave? <laughs>